liftoff and the clock has started. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 231, recording February 19th, 2023. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we've got games we have been playing, uh, some updates to properties we are excited about, one hell of a spoiler zone to discuss. Because guess what? All three of your boys actually went and saw the big new release this weekend. I literally can't remember the last time that happened. <laughs> but to do... All of this I have with me, as always, Shannon, about to be hugging shrubbery more. <laughs> you say that like it's a known thing, uh, but I tell you, in my old golden years, mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. it, it there. It's just it won't happen. I have plumbing now. Well, uh, uh, when it happened in the past, Mr. Moore, <laughs> you were not at a location sans plumbing. <laughs> You're so You're not wrong, but I don't I mean, know. I don't know where the plumbing uh, uh, matters. Case, <laughs> but yeah, it was a valid argument at the time. Uh, <laughs> you know, the uh, you know, I, I forgot about the evidence. I, f- I forgot you had receipts. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I forgot who I was talking to. Sometimes when you've been friends for twenty years, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can't. You know, you can't come up with a, a valid it's, excuse. I will tell you and the audience. It is one of my formative Shannon Moore memories. I love it so much. It might make an appearance while I'm giving a speech at someone's wedding. Who knows? Uh, anyway, also joining us is Justin leaving on a jet plane. Carter. It's your boy. I know. I'm joining you guys digitally, but uh, come Friday, I'm going to be joining you boys physically. I'm excited. That sounds messy, but okay. I'm, <laughs> ready. I'm ready. You know, yeah, uh, I'm ready to have you in my house. Gross. <laughs> in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm, I'm very excited to uh, come to California and pal around with my boys. I know Zach's injured. We're going to have to. I will be the crutch for Zach yep. to walk around. Do you do you golf, Justin? I have mean, you ever I swung mean, a golf club? I have swung a golf Hold on. I have swung a golf club. I don't know what my tongue tried to do there, but it's easy for you to say. Yeah. I have swung one before. It's been a minute. I haven't swung like a real golf club besides like putt putt in a minute, but I, as a I, child. I do love that you are now being very carefully over enunciating <laughs> the word swung. Yeah. I have swung a golf club. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put we're gonna put you to the test. We're gonna see uh, your top golf skills, which mm-hmm. is good. And then we're gonna test to see everybody's axe throwing skills. I'm I'm super stoked about that. See, I'm I'm hyped for that because I think I can do that with one hand. So, oh yeah. Um. Yeah. It, I mean, I mean, you just have. To, is your messed up shoulder your throwing shoulder? No, no. Thankfully, okay, you're good. Thankfully, my left shoulder is my jacked up shoulder. And I'll be honest, I'm so right hand dominant that like. It isn't affecting my life all that much, <laughs> you know, my day-to-day existence. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, when I need to actually carry something that requires two hands, that's when, that's when it 
jumps up at me. But nice, nice. That's good. Yeah, I think uh, they start you off with the small boys. They don't just let you go with like the two handed axes right off the bat. So you know, mm-hmm. should have some should have some fun there. All right. And in the meantime, shenanigans will ensue at at Casa de Mar. So mm-hmm. it should be. Yeah, fun. I hope I'm not. I'm yeah. Um, haven't had a good like drinking experience in a while, so uh, mm. it'll be fun to get there with my boys. We'll see if we can turn that frown upside down, <laughs> and then the sun will turn it right back around on you <laughs> the next morning. So, yeah, yeah, day two, day two is gonna be rough. Picking up, picking up, picking up my my fiance and my son from the airport the next day is gonna be a gonna be a hard one. You can rally, Shannon. You can rally. <laughs> What's that, cart? What's that five-gallon bucket in the side of the cart? Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. don't Just about please it. don't take the plastic off the top of it. Um, <laughs> whatever you do. Uh, yeah, so we've got, a, we've got quite a week heading our way, mm-hmm. which I'm excited for. Um, always a good time to use a six-foot-three person as a crutch when <laughs> I'm five-foot-eleven. But, you know, hey, it'll work. Well, you know, where there's a will, there is a way. Um, all right. Well, uh, you know, Shannon, mm-hmm. they dropped on us, uh, some blizzard news this week. <laughs> oh, one of the stories being how everyone's completely miserable and feeling abandoned. So that's fun. <laughs> but that's not what I was going to talk about. Uh, I was going to run past you. Are you pre-ordering Diablo four so you can get into this beta? The answer beta? is no. Mm, I, do you hate me that I'm thinking about it? <laughs> I'm kind of thinking about it. No, uh, you know, it's it's to each their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I am happy that you're thinking about it. Um, but, you know, I, I think uh, there hasn't been enough to entice me to want to play the game. And See that, you know, OK, you make a good point, because also I kind of feel like that's what's going to come out of this beta is the mm-hmm. footage that's going to make me decide if I want it or not. And that's kind of why I'm thinking at least one of us needs to bite the bullet, right? I mean, worst case scenario, you pre-order it, and then after the demo's over, you just cancel your pre-order, right? I like how you're like, one of us needs to bite the bullet while shoving me to the front of the line. (laughs) While Shannon pulls his debit card out. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's got Octopath Traveler 2 to buy. He just can't be throwing this around. Don't even get me started on that one, because like I saw saw an article today saying that IGN was like, this game improves upon everything that Octopath oh, no. Traveler 1 did. Improves oh, no. upon everything. But IGN gave it a 2.3 point lower score. So Octopath Traveler 2 got a 7. Octopath Traveler 1 got a 9.3 from IGN. But they say that everything was improved. All the quality of life improvements are great. Graphics, like, awesome. Voice acting, great. So I'm a little confused. So is but. this like the MCU problem where it's like, oh, technically it's better, but it's not the first time it's been done, so it's worse. That's so weird. Yeah, did they Maybe. say why they rated it lower? Like, uh, what was no. wrong? No. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Is like The article was so bare bones, and it was just like, yep, this game is great. It does everything better than its previous game, than the previous game. It's magical, um, but it's 2.3 points lower in our review score, so... Sounds like it was written by that like chat GPT whatever AI. <laughs> yeah, somebody just mailed it in. They're like, "Oh man, we have to have this review out tomorrow." Uh, here you go, chat GPT, do this. 
And and in now our new favorite segment, Zach explains memes. Uh, did you guys see the one? That <laughs> totally, cr- you know the meme where the uh, uh, the ladies like with the kid in the swimming pool and the one kid's drowning. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like yeah. someone labeled that like the chat AI. The, she was playing with that, and then the drowning one was uh, VR. And then, uh, and then the dead body at the bottom of the pool was NFTs. And I was like, you know what? That's pretty accurate. I like that. That's that's pretty good. It's like that reminds me of the the Last of Us meme that was going around. It destroyed me. Where it was Ellie coming up to the front, Joel, and she's like, "I bet you this brings back memories." And she's like holding a cassette, and he's like, "No, it was a little bit before my time." And it zooms in on the cassette. It says, "A functioning economy." <laughs> Jesus, uh, I made myself sad. Um, <laughs> Yes. Zach explains memes. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> That's going to be like your new weekly section. Yeah, yeah. We just right? keep add new and new segments, man. That's what the people want. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> More memes explained. Um, but yeah, I, I'm curious to see how Diablo 4 shapes up because I'll be honest at this point, you guys, if they said, oh, and it's Steam Deck verified, I'm. I, I'm pre-ordering it. Yeah, like, you're such a cuck for that Steam Deck stuff. I now. am, like, <laughs> dude. I am. Like, it's so good. You guys don't understand. It's so good. I like that you're stealing Justin's uh, verbiage. Yeah, I know. That, like, that's what got me was hearing Shannon call somebody a cuck. <laughs> I mean, that's a thing, right? Like, you you're you're around somebody long enough. Like, eventually, you start you know talking like them, acting like them. You pull up you know a little bit of their but a little bit of swag, you know. And yeah. Justin, like we've been recording long enough now. To where I can call people a cuck and not feel bad about it. I'm proud of you. Just Justin is rather swaggy, so. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, I I have fallen head over heels in love with my Steam Deck. It's so good. It's just so good. Like it's such a great piece of hardware, and I I use it so much more than any other system. I have you're like right a now. Steam Deck elitist now. Like, I mean, like you're pretty much oh. just like, oh, is this Steam game Deck Steam Deck? <laughs> yes. Is this is this Steam Deck verified? Oh, it's not. Buffy, mm. pull my car around. I will tell you that it stops me from <clears throat> making some purchases if I see that it's not Steam Deck verified. I'm like, well, I don't know when, because like the amount of time I actually have to sit at my computer and play games proper on steam is very low but like pizza tower you know like i can get it at both i can play it. it's a great handheld experience i can just knock out a couple levels before bed and it's great it's a good time like i'm not going to do that sitting at my computer you know mm-hmm. and it just doesn't hurt my hands the way the switch does mm-hmm. so if i'm gonna buy those games i'd rather buy them on the steam deck at this point rather than the switch so and usually they're cheaper by a couple bucks. So, hey, you know, it, it's a win-win. But uh, that isn't what I've been playing on my <laughs> deck. We'll, we'll get into that in a bit. But, uh, but yeah, like if, if Diablo 4 gets Steam Deck verified, because much like Diablo 3 on the Switch or uh, Remote Played, that's where I did 90% of my Diablo three playing was either on the switch or, or remote play. And that was perfect. It's like the perfect lay in bed game Diablo. So Mm -hmm. I, I'm very excited about those prospects returning. I mean, worst comes to worst. I'll just remote play it again, but I'm, I'm hoping I can get just a steam version. 
Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, if I could play that game in bed, I would. Um, yeah. You know, maybe it's just a little bit of jealousy that's coming out at me. But, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's an interesting time, right? Because it's like, I think Activision drugged their feet long enough to where it was just like people kind of forgot about all the shitty things that they did in the past. So now they're kind of like, hey, we got this demo coming out. Like, be nice to us, please. Like, we're, we changed kind of, sort of. Well, we haven't been in the news anyway, so... Well, and I think, and I think the Microsoft acquisition talk, whether it happens or not, has kind of changed the narrative around Activision. You know, it it got people talking about the company as an entity that is going to be acquired and what that means, rather than like, oh, look at the fucking shitstorm of people that run this company, and and the practices they have used over the last couple decades. And and you're right, it, it's one of those like it got people to not talk about that part as much. And so that part has dipped out a little bit. Is it still in the back of my mind that yeah, this company sucks like 18 U's in the word suck. (laughs) Yes. Am I a complete hypocrite because I fucking love Diablo? Of course. (laughs) Yes, I am. Like I'm the problem. You know, kind of like when Justin buys Skyrim for the 12th time. Like, it's the problem. Or when Nintendo releases 18 old versions of an old game, or new versions of an old game because people will just buy it. That's part of the problem. And I've been part of that problem. Because it's like, (laughs) yeah, I'll buy buy it. Like I've said the last couple weeks, release Wind Waker again and I'll buy it. I'm the problem. Like, that's a problem. Like, that's stopping people from making new shit, which I say all the time. Stop nostalgia diving. Start making new stuff. Until you release something I really liked. And then I'm like, (laughs) oh, wait, I'm all in. You know, so uh, I I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a conundrum. But I'm a whore for Diablo. So what can I say? (laughs) Well, I mean, that's fine. At least I own it. You know, like I'm not I'm not yeah. going to sit here and try to make some highfalutin circular argument for why it's OK that I want to buy Diablo for. No, Activision sucks. And I know that. But I love that game. So sorry. Yeah, the whole month of March is going to suck for me anyway. So it's not like I would have any time to do the, the demo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. Once once the wedding and wedding prep is out of the way, you know, uh, I'll have missed the window anyway. So, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll just wait. That is true. I'll just wait. I'll just I'll just be telling you on the sidelines. Hey, you know what kicks ass? You know, it's really good, Shannon. <laughs> you know, what's you know, what's going to be funny is they're going to come out with this demo for you guys to play. And it's going to be like one class. Did they say that it's going to be a multiple class? Like you're going to is it's like the full game. It's just like the first level. I think it's supposed to be multiple classes, but you can only play up to level 25 and it's only act. It's the prologue in all of act one. But yeah, that's it. So could see that would seem like the smartest thing for them to do is just, yeah, do that where it's like whatever. So then it's like you already have a save file started. So then it's like, if you want the game, it's like, cool, then you can just buy it, pay the money and then jump right Right. back into what you already started. And there's only what, three acts to be up to be fair. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, it's the beta is going to be accessible through Xbox, PlayStation five, four and PC. So I'll get my steam deck chance then, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, if they're still gearing this thing up to play on the PlayStation 4, there's probably a pretty good chance that it's going to be Steam Deck verified. It yeah. just doesn't... I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of a bummer. Like, I'm, I thought we were at the point where, like, we were modern consoles only now. I mean, when they drop it on the Switch, when they drop three on the Switch, you kind of knew, like, <laughs> okay, this thing can run on anything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Wells Fargo ATM machine yeah, is playing right. it. <laughs> TI-83s. You know, uh, but yeah, so I was excited about that, but not as excited as Shannon is for the Midgar pack coming power wash simulator March 2nd. Yeah, I am. I'm very excited about it. Uh, it was the whole reason why I bought it for the switch. And I'm really bummed that the switch is like the worst version to play power wash simulator on. So as we were talking before the show, I will probably have to sit my dumbass down in the chair in my computer room to play Power Wash Simulator through Steam. As well, you should. Oh, no. Not you using your gaming <laughs> computer for gaming. Gaming. Yeah. <laughs> I also use it to print out things with my 3D printer. All right. So, you know, it's not it's not like it's completely useless. I, I love that he has this like super high powered gaming rig that he 3D prints and plays Power Wash Simulator <laughs> and Vampire Survivor. Yeah, yeah, Vampire Survivor. It's like, man, what are you, what are you pushing on that thing? What are you, what are you playing? Are you, you know, playing Teardown, getting super voxelated on there or something? Nah, bro, I, I'm, I'm power washing a T Rex. <laughs> They're like, well, surely you're 3D printing something really cool, and it's like a pair of nail clippers, and he just launches a hangnail <laughs> like six feet out. No, it's usually it's usually penises that I can bring to work and stick on people's toolboxes for for a quick laugh. <laughs> well, at least you're honest. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <clears throat> yes, are you are you excited to power wash Cloud's bike? Not yes. a euphemism, by the way. Yes, um, I okay. am. Midgar needs me, and if that's the best way I can support Midgar, I'm going to do it. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, give me, give me a Mako reactor to steam clean or power wash, please. I'm only halfway through the uh, Laura Croft Croft Manor DLC, which mm-hmm. is very nice. Power wash simulator is still an awesome game to just relax, mm-hmm. play stuff, you know, power washing things. It's very zen for me. Gets me in a very zen place. But uh, yeah, that game still rules. Mm-hmm. Um. Should we uh, talk a little of the John Wick trailer? Do we get in a little trailer trash? Mm, let me tell you a little story, boys, about a can of beans, a fire, and a couple of good friends. Let me take you to Trailer Trash Town. And if you're too young to have seen the movie, just youtube the campfire scene from blazing saddles <laughs> that'll, that'll that'll put you in the mood for what Cannon's talking about um but yeah they dropped the the final trailer for john wick 4 which is supposed to come out the end of march uh same weekend as your wedding i think dude so march is ridiculous for movies mm-hmm. like i think uh Tetris comes out at the end, oh, right on my birth, or right on wedding day is okay. Tetris. Uh, I think March 17th, uh, my actual birthday day, I think is, uh, I think is John Wick 4? 
Uh, no, John Wick 4 is 24th, I think. Okay, so it's a week after. And yeah. then, I forget, there was like there was like another movie that I watched, uh, or another trailer I saw that was like March 17th uh, was a release date for the movie. But yeah, it's um, super close. And I want that in my veins so bad. I was so like, the, uh, 67 AD, the Adam Driver oh, dinosaur yeah. movie comes out March 10th, I think. Oh, that, so we went and saw that quick... <laughs> Fast forward, we went and saw uh, uh, Quantumania today, mm-hmm. and my wife had not seen the trailer for mm-hmm. the 65 movie with Adam Driver. <laughs> uh-huh. And so it starts, and she's watching it, and she goes, what is this like? Is this like an Aliens remake? Because <laughs> the way the trailer starts, it absolutely looks like an alien. Like, you know, they crash land. He finds a little girl as like the one survivor. It's totally just... Her name is know, Ripley. Yeah, it's yeah totally. It's like Ripley and Newt. 2.0 and and then all of a sudden there's a t-rex and from my right i hear what the fuck it's <laughs> just like what <laughs> and i'm like oh you haven't seen this yeah they crash land on earth apparently they start humans on earth i don't know um which when you think about it is a whole new bag of worms right because if it's adam and eve like that kid oh, is- adam driver and eve yeah but but no, I think it's probably more likely of like, hey, we found a planet, come come colonize it type thing. Mm-hmm. It is my guess on how that ends. Or it probably ends with the massive asteroid that destroyed his ship hitting the planet. One of the two. One of the two. But uh, that movie looks so dumb, but like, I kind of really want to see it. I'll be honest. Like, I'm a sucker for dinosaurs. And so... I'll, I'll tell you before I... Okay, so... I was hyped on this movie when it first came out. When I first saw the initial trailer for it, I was like, okay, cool. Like, cool premise. Um, like, you know, humans, like, advanced humans came to, like, this other planet. But then I found out it was, like, Earth. And they were, like, here, like, a long time ago. And, I'm just, and I was just like, okay, that's dumb. Like, I kind of lost interest in it at that point. But, to like, at the same time, like, it looks exciting enough. And it's directed by Sam Raimi, correct? Mm-hmm. So there's probably going to be a good amount of suspense and tension, like just the way that it's shot. Um, you know, a lot of those, um, a lot of those, um, scenes in the trailer were pretty, um, you know, there's a lot of jump scariness to them, right? Yeah. It's pretty Um, intense for sure. So I think I'm, I mean, I'm not expecting a lot out of it, but I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely in for it. You know, it's like one of those junk food movies. Like, you know, it's not going to be like the highest of quality, but at the same time, it's going to be pretty good, pretty solid. And I'm kind of surprised that like in your household, it's not getting more of a buzz just because like Jurassic Park was so like big. This is basically just Jurassic Park with but with better guns. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's because it looks kind of scary. Mm. And so I haven't really been uh, pushing it mm-hmm. forward because, you know. It's, it's supposed to be like a, a PG-13, right? I think. I think so. Yeah. So that being said, you know, the boys watched Dominion and loves it. He's watched it by himself multiple times. He's seen Kong and Godzilla and loves it. So I, it's one of those I kind of want to watch it myself first mm-hmm. before. Because I think it'd probably be too much for the five-year-old. But... Mm-hmm. He, he could probably do it. And as soon as he sees dinosaurs, he'd be all in anyway. So we'll see. We'll see. 
Yeah, the uh, the trailer, like the first time that like alarm goes off, like when mm-hmm. his ship gets hit, and it's like that thing, like that could be a bit jarring, especially it seems like they turn up the volume like 50% when right. that uh, alarm hits. Right. But yeah, um, yeah, there's a lot of good trailers. Like, I want to talk about that Tetris trailer because, like, <laughs> Justin, do you? Do you? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Like, have you All watched right. it yet? Have you watched the Tetris trailer yet? I have not. Okay. So, like, it's definitely, like, when you hear, like, somebody's making a Tetris movie, you're just like, okay, bro, like, based off of the other, like, the other video game movies that I've seen, this, like, is not going to be great. Like, this is going to be, like, like on the level of the Emoji movie, right? Mm-hmm. But Apple came out with a great, I think, a good movie. Like, and uh, it seems like it's, you know, got the right amount of action, the right amount of history with, like, you know, actual events. Um, you know, Justin um, put in our chat that it was actually based off of like 40% like factual stuff, 60% like a little bit more embellished. Um, so, you know, that's kind of a bummer. But at the same time, like, you know, the direction that they go with the movie, you got to keep people interested, right? So mm-hmm. we're going to spice it up a little bit. Um, it comes, it's streaming, right? So it's on Apple TV. As long as you have Apple TV, you get to watch it on March 31st. So, um Dude, I'm in like Taron Egerton's in it, um, which, you know, I couldn't even tell it was him um, with the makeup and hair that they put on him. And it's kind of wild how he looks like young Gary Oldman. Yeah, dude, that's that's really weird. huh? Yeah, it like it totally looks like de-aged Gary Oldman, which is kind of <laughs> like I'm looking at the trailer right now and it's tripping me out a lot. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It kind of makes me go like, can we do a fifth element prequel or something? <laughs> but, Probably. But yeah, it's uh, it's. It it piqued my interest, so thank you, Justin, for dropping that in the chat for us to to look at this week. Yeah, I saw it, and I kind of had the same thing when I initially saw. Oh, there's a trailer for Tetris. I immediately think of Pixels or something like yeah. that. I'm like, oh, dude, this is gonna be unless it's like a documentary. I'm like, this is gonna be fucking garbage. And I was surprised because they did take you know it is. You could see in the trailer there's elements of shit that actually happened, like you know him pitching it to Nintendo and trying to bring it across the world and stuff. Like a lot of that stuff did really happen, but then there's also the side of it that looks like communist Russia, like espionage, whatever stuff is kind of going on in the background with all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, so it's not taking itself too seriously. Like it's a fun movie, kind of wrapped in with like sprinklings of actual history. Mm-hmm. But it also kills me when they're like, he's like, oh, like, you know, trying to make the deal with the guy who actually created Tetris. Like, oh, dude, I'm going to make you a millionaire. And no, and I'm like, dude, I know how the actual story goes. And, you know, you kind of get fucked over, my guy. <laughs> but, you know, kudos for, uh, you know, trying. Well, it, it actually seems to have a lot in common with the movie Air, which is the mm-hmm. the new Ben Affleck, Matt Damon movie that about the how the air Jordan brand came to be and like how Nike really went after Michael Jordan as a rookie and tried to build a whole brand around him and how it worked. Cause it's funny. There's these things like Tetris, like air Jordans or whatever, because of our age have just literally always been in our lives. And when you go like, Oh yeah, all of this had to start somewhere. Like someone at some point went, Oh yeah. Tetris. Like, that's a thing that we need to, like, mass market and do. And, like, I can see where those stories are pretty interesting, actually. So, seeing as it's one of those type of movies does make me a lot more interested in it. Mm-hmm. Good. 
And also I mean, young, young Gary Oldman. As kind <laughs> of I mean, uh, you also get to see, uh, I mean, we also got to see a new tra- or the same trailer for the Fast 10 or Fast X, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that was great for like a tremendous amount of laughs in the movie theater. Um, I don't think anybody took it seriously. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, it's the same scene when two helicopters shoot his charger <laughs> and then he jumps his car and blows both of them up for a that's not how physics work but b like sure great it's awesome and we're all everyone was in everyone Mm, was in yeah i mean i'll tell you right now as soon as han came on the screen megan was hitting my arm going next movie (laughs) (laughs) you know how to drive right you still know how to drive right of course well like i said last week uh if han is in any of the fast and furious movies i'm there like just i'm in so yes we we are we are a han stan account apparently but, <laughs> but hey we started talking about john wick four and then never actually talked about <laughs> yeah, it I know, right? so uh this movie What's just say this movie's gonna be awesome yeah it is day one the, day the one. Only, it's yeah the only thing like I like that I hate about this franchise is there are scenes let's call them like equilibrium esque where obscene shit is happening and like you know John Wick is blocking like a point blank pistol shot with a mm-hmm. knife okay <laughs> or with a with a samurai sword or murdering eighteen dudes in the middle of a crowded dance floor and no one reacts like, <laughs> yeah. that's my that's one of my favorite john wickisms where like <laughs> people are just getting murdered right out in the open in like big crowds and no one blinks hey, guns are getting fired and it's like whatever like i'm dancing bro like you can't New York. it happens every day there Dude, cocaine's <laughs> a hell of a drug all right that's all yeah, i gotta say apparently. just leave it alone it's a write-off when you're um, the one you can't be bothered with that kind of stuff and it's not even like they're using silencers like no these are like glock nines just popping off right in the middle of crowds and people are like "Eh, eh, it's okay and i I like the fact that in this one in this trailer like the head of the uh or what was it they was it the head of the hotel area is just like you got to challenge this dude to like a one-on-one like one-on-one combat and like all of a sudden it's like He's fighting like the whole freaking world of assassins. And it's like, okay, does he have to fight like the head of each division of assassins one on one? Or is it like he has like a scheduled time to fight this person one on one? And then he this other dude basically has just opened like the floodgates on assassins trying to kill him before he gets to the the trial. That's what I think it is. Piecing it together from the other trailers. I think it's like they've set like a pistols at dawn time to fight. And then that guy's like, well. And if he misses that time, it's game over. So I'm going to make sure he misses that time, I think is what it is. Hmm. Good premise. I like it. I'm in for yeah. it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I was slapped like the same as like uh, the same as Justin was when Han showed up, like the minute John Wick four showed up on the screen. Like I was getting slapped. She was just, my, my fiance was just like next movie. Like we're going to see this. <laughs> like, you know, we have like a wedding, like the week after this movie comes out. I don't care. Honey, we can carve out yeah. time to see this movie. You can, you can find three hours, you know, 
three. This movie is probably going to come in at a solid 90, hour, 90 minutes. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it came out that it's a two and a half. It's the longest John yeah. Wick movie yet. It is a two hour and like 40 minute movie. See, that concerns me, right? I mean, like you need to have like it an adequate balance. It does not concern me at all. Like, great. Give me four hours of, give me an intermission. <laughs> I don't give a shit. But... An eight hour John Wick. It's like, give me Keanu just sitting there eating a sandwich yeah. with chips for an hour and I'll watch it. You know, they're going to do that, right? They're going to be like, okay, leading up to John Wick opening on the 20, whatever, was 21st, 24th, whatever it is. They're going to do like one of those things where it's like, come into the movie at like, like six o'clock in the evening. You're going to watch John Wick 1, John Wick 2, John Wick 3. And then by the time like the John Wick 3 is over, you can watch the new one like right off the bat. And it's going to be like the full like John Wick experience. So keep, keep talking. <laughs> that's, what I'm saying. that's what i'm saying it's it, it prints money it prints people are going to do that day in day out i'm one of them yes i, I mean love... we we do own all three of them on uh amazon prime so i will be watching all three of them again prior to the next one so what's what's the best one of the three dude i know that's... this is so i know this is sophie's choice so, i'm asking you to pick your favorite child it's so yes. hard I like... but I always pick two. Yeah, two, I was going to say two favorite. is the best because you don't have to go through like the heartbreak of him losing his wife mm-hmm. and then losing his dog. He's basically like the opening sequence of John Wick 2 is him going to get his Mustang. And it's just like yeah. all up. It's just like it just takes off from there. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I think that's why I picked two, too, because it's like there's kind of the buildup with John Wick 1, whereas two is just start to finish, just nonstop. All right, we're going, we're going, we're going. And I love that. See, I. I agree with you. I think two is really good. I think Parabellum doesn't get enough love though. Like Parabellum kind of seemed to come and go from the main conscious. And when people talk John Wick, they always talk about the first two. Mm-hmm. No one ever talks about the third one. Dude, I do love the third. Like one of my favorite, I think one of my favorite scenes across all three of the movies mm-hmm. is from the third one. And it's when they're in the, museum thing and he like puts together a gun and they're just like pulling shit out of the cases yeah. and stuff like the i love that shit it's so good i mean that fight with common is pretty rad too yeah um, so i mean like that whole that whole situation was good i, I just think it got lost going in the to week. see the going to see the sommelier into mm-hmm. and all that is really good yeah yeah, I think it just got lost. The third one got lost in the weeds when they started doing the like the twists and the turns of like the characters, the narrative and like, you know, trying to get trying to weave it all together so that John Wick was kind of, you know, at the end of it on his own. And it seemed like he was on the ropes to kind of go into like that redemption arc of four. Um, so, you know, I think it, it kind of got a little long in the tooth there because like you had to stop the action to deliver plot and people like don't really want to plot heavy John Wick, right? They well, just and want they, to see him murdering people. And they gave him like more of a backstory and things mm-hmm. like that. But um so the end of John Wick three, Winston shoots him on purpose, right? Yeah. Like to save him. You see, like I I originally I didn't think that, right? Originally mm-hmm. I just thought that he was like part of the problem, right? That yeah. he was just using John Wick as a means to an end to get back into like his, you know, to get more power. Mm-hmm. Now he has it right, but when you look at the the trailer in this one, like the dude's there and he's not worried, right? He's not scared. Yeah. He's talking to him. He's just like, "This is what you have to do. You have to challenge him." So it seems to me like it's more about what you guys were saying, like he mm-hmm. shot him on purpose. Yeah, it was like a pre orchestrated thing for kind of like this has to happen for everybody to kind walk of, away from this. yeah, wash yeah. away this scenario. 
But I also think maybe John Wick didn't wasn't in on that. Yeah. It seems like Winston was just kind of like, look, dude, I'm going to shoot you in the stomach. You're going to go off the edge. You'll live. You'll be fine. And <laughs> yeah, you're not going to enjoy this. And I'm not going to tell you this because yeah. it needs to look real. And you might also say no. So <laughs> yeah. we're just going to do this. Um, <laughs> regardless, super hyped, super hyped. So <sighs> I did also based off your recommendation, because this, trailer did not play in my theater but i watched the boogeyman trailer oh yeah and dude <laughs> i kind of i want that little moon lamp thing that the girl had that's genius right in terms of like a horror movie it was so cool and the way it rolls under the bed and you see the thing jump out i'm yeah. like okay i was like all right i'm here for it the one the the one part where she's checking the refrigerator or like she's yeah. by the refrigerator and yeah. you see the thing on the seat i was like oh man like that is gonna f me up for like weeks just see the <laughs> eyes in the corner yeah. yeah shannon's gonna be hungry in bed and thinking about getting up he's like nah i'm good yeah that, i mean that's the thing right is like i don't even know like is it is the thing like more animal in nature is it more human in nature is it just a poltergeist is it just like and it seems to disappear when the lights are there mm-hmm. so but i also like the little moonlight the girl has also doesn't make enough light at this mm-hmm. it's like just enough to like light her up but like not nothing in the room so it lets you really uh kind of bask in the ambiance of the rooms you know mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's good that whole movie just like reeks of tension and uh like i am not there for it like i mean we were sitting in the movie theater and like you and i were talking about this before the show zach like i don't know if you want to say it because it's it was your idea but um yeah. But yeah, it did not seem appropriate for the type of movie that we oh, No, no, not at all. It's <laughs> like you're there to see Quantum Mania, and there's like children in the audience, and now they roll out the trailer for Boogeyman. And I've been <laughs> looking around the theater going like, this, this is going to mess a lot of these kids up. Like, just this trailer is going to yeah. mess a lot of these kids up. A lot of these kids are coming out of this movie with nightmare fuel tonight. So 100%. They're like selling nightlights outside for 15 bucks. Right. Oh, dude, you know how much of a money making opportunity that is to just sell that nightlight when those movies come out? Like, just have them out in the lobby, like, sell them for like 15, 20 bucks a pop. Kids are going full Alan Wake with it, just draping themselves <laughs> in Christmas lights to go to bed. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Not doing anybody any favors. Like my kid already goes to bed with like, you know, his hue lights turned to like 7% and like almost every other light dimmed in his room. Like we have to go Mm. back in and turn it off every night. But yeah, it's a scary for adults too. Like that is one of those movies. I don't, I I would have to watch it by myself and I would probably scream like a girl. Well, seeing as you won't know what I'm talking about, Justin, did you feel like, (laughs) The trailer, when I was watching the trailer, I was getting big, like, sinister vibes from it, just the way it was shot and, like, some yeah. of, a lot of the angles they took and, like, the way it appeared in the background in one of the shots. It was just going, like, this just looks like sinister in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, it had a lot of uh, really big, like, I don't know. I didn't see, I don't know if it is Blumhouse or not, but it had a lot of the like Blumhouse, like kind yeah. of like, style shots, like insidious and stuff where there's totally. like, stuff totally. in the background and like stuff kind of appears really quick. Cause I kept trying to like, when the under the bed scene happened, I kept trying to pause to see mm-hmm. the face of the thing. And I, I tried like five times and I could not get it on the screen <laughs> fast enough. And I was it's just, it's just quick. Like they don't really want you to see it, but they yeah. want you to see it quick enough to scare the shit out of you. They, they want your brain to realize something really scary was there, but you don't know what. Yeah. And that, and that makes it scarier. 
<laughs> so I, I probably not something I'm going to see in the theater, but I'm definitely <laughs> intrigued. That's okay. It'll be, it'll be at home or it'll be like on VOD by like Halloween. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can scare well, the pants out of yourself. Maybe, maybe we'll find out the boogeyman is just a old naked lady. And then Justin will be right there, <laughs> right there. Day one. <laughs> for those of you that couldn't see i just got flipped off twice um (laughs) should we talk a little bit about what we've been playing because uh justin i have to ask you the fuck is going on in pizza tower dude like this game is so weird like okay let me let me call it it's You've got like the tower, right? And levels mm-hmm. in the tower that you have to go through. You're collecting, uh, Justin's covered this, but you're collecting uh, uh, toppings as a pizza chef while you're working your way through and like picking up dough, cheese globules. I don't even know what they are. Some of them are armored, some of them aren't. And you're grabbing them and throwing them at things as you progress through these levels. And then you hit the timer and you have to get out of the level before the timer ends basically and then you collect all your your toppings equal money and then you're trying to pay off someone with the money and it it's kind of bad but at the same time i can't stop playing it and i don't really know why like there's something about the flow of the levels that is really good like the platforming aspects of going through the levels rules it's just so weird like the game itself is just so like nonsensical and what the hell is going on. And yeah. So is there like a hard pivot where like, kind of like with Doki Doki or something like that, where like there's something else going on that like is like, it's like a game on the surface and then like a different game underneath. I mean, maybe there's some like fezish stuff happening, but I don't think so. Justin, you play more of it than I have. What do you think? So to my knowledge, I mean, no, it's just that is the game. Like it is very weird. Like when you watch the opening trailer thing, the general premise is uh, Pepino pepperoni or whatever. Like yeah. his pizza shop is basically going to get like blasted by this laser thing, by this evil pizza. So then you have to go through the tower and yet collect money and pay off the weird little zoot suit looking guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah like when i i love the level design it's so interesting like when you go fast like it feels really good like when you're going yeah. fast and like hit it real fast like, you could tell like speed running wise and stuff like that like do people are gonna do like crazy things and when you get a stride i think the biggest combo i've ever gotten was maybe like 12 or something like that yeah, I think the biggest one I've ever gotten was like six. So yeah. so it's like really hard. But I, I've heard like there's people who've gotten like combos of a hundred, and I'm like, oh, that's crazy. I yeah, I yeah. I don't know how that would ever happen. But in like one of the new levels I played, uh, it was called like Gnome Way Home or something like mm-hmm. that. And there's these uh, pizzas that look like gnomes that have like beards and whatever. And when you walk into them, uh they start kind of counting down like a timer and like a piece of pizza misses to like show you the time Uh, taking away on it. And you have to deliver it to this gnome house in that amount of time. So once you get it, you're like, 
running like trying to blast through the level and stuff mm-hmm. to uh, deliver the pizza and then when you make it there in time they give you one of the ingredients oh, okay. uh, that you're trying to collect so i really like the little like weird levels like that because usually each level of the tower i think there's like four levels and usually one of the three level or one of the four levels is like a really like weird level like it has like a weird mechanic like in the last one it was like golf or something you Mm. had to play golf and then in this one it's like oh you're delivering pizzas basically so you kind of do something out of the ordinary but in general dude the enemies are weird uh (laughs) when i was playing today i hit a it was like almost like new york city and there's slices of pizza walking around that are like hacking up like secondhand smoke in your face (laughs) and stuff so uh, the characters and stuff are just so funny and weird and it's funny megan loves watching it and she yeah. told me that the other day and i was like that blew me away because i'm like dude this game's fucking weird i thought you were gonna hate it but she's like i love the soundtrack she's like the little funny noises everybody makes is hilarious i i will i will agree with her the music's a banger yeah like it's, it's some, pizza time yeah it's so good when you're running back gets your blood going well and i think that's the genius of the game is actually the return the going mm-hmm. back to the entrance at the end of the level because it lets you really see how geniusly designed all the levels are. Yeah. While you're working your way through to the end, it's slow and it's plotting and you're trying to figure it all out. But when you're trying to get out, you're doing it as fast as possible. And so you find all these little kind of, they're not hidden, but like things you didn't notice before of how to get out in a fast mm-hmm. way by either doing power rolls or you know, the big dash jumps and things like that. And it, to your point, what you were saying before, it gives you such a good feeling of movement when you're doing that, that you always end a level with like a great taste in your mouth to use a pizza metaphor here. You know, you're all, you always come away from it going like that kicked ass. I want to do that again. And so you start the next level, but it, the level design is really good. And I think it's something that I don't know if I've seen a game with, you know, designed levels this well thought out in a while. So, yeah, no, it's very reminiscent of like Warrior land Four. like Warrior land four does do that where you hit mm-hmm. the thing at the end and then you have to kind of run. But I think pizza tower kind of expanded on that because the levels are a lot larger yeah. than Warrior land four levels. And, have a lot more secrets and stuff like that. And you can tell it's also designed in mind for you to want to go back in and play it again to find stuff that you missed and stuff mm. and like find things. Cause there's so many times where it's like, I found the janitor, but I never found the janitor door for him to open it. And I'm like, I have no idea gotcha. <laughs> where it is or yeah. where it could be. And it's one of those things. A lot of the time, the janitor door, um, there's been a couple times where the only way to get to it is on your way back to the main door when you're running back oh. and it's like dude when i'm panicking i'm not looking around i'm trying to just go as fast as i can so it's like i'm not trying to stop and smell the roses when i have two minutes on the clock and i'm getting my ass handed to me well that's good to know actually because i haven't i don't look for that at all so um but i also oh, there was another point i was thinking of when you were talking about the janitor stuff damn it i lost it oh well it'll come back to me um but the other game I've been playing, which everyone, you're all a bunch of bullies. Everyone. <laughs> Discord, Shannon, you're all a bunch of bullies. I finally just bought Midnight Sun. About damn time. Yep. 
and you're all right, it rules. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the perfect Steam Deck game. It it's really good for on the Steam Deck. Um, and uh, yeah, I I like the battle style. Like the I because when you were first talking about like the whole card battling system that it has, it was kind of putting me off. But in reality. I don't even understand why they're cards. It could just be a menu on the side, but mm-hmm. it plays the same way. I don't really see why cards need to be a thing. Maybe it comes more into play later in the game. I'm not sure, but yeah, as, I, I think ahead. it would have benefited from like a Japanese style RPG treatment, you know, like you yeah. just have like the option menu on the side and every time you hit somebody, you basically earn an honor point or like, you know, like every hit is an honor point, right? Mm hmm. And so that way, that's how you get your honor points up. So you could do like the special moves. But yeah, I mean, I think that's basically like this is like the Western version of a Japanese style RPG. You just use cards. And I like that you can pick stuff up that's in the battlefield and throw them. You can like kick dumpsters to do damage. You can do all that stuff, which I think is really cool. Um, but I kind of say I really like the world they've created. Mm-hmm. So my hunter is... Uh, I have I have a lady hunter with curly hair and she she beats a lot of people's ass, which is pretty fun. Um, I my go to team right now is uh, Doctor Strange, the hunter, and uh, I still use Blade a lot just because I mm-hmm. like his bleed attacks, mm-hmm. which are pretty powerful when you get in into some sticky situations. Mm-hmm. I'm still uh, trying to take down Venom, so I'm not that far in the game. But uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm having a lot of fun, like exploring the Abbey, the whole part where you get your outfit and Tony's like trying to walk you through the whole thing. And you're just like, what are you even talking about? Like that, <laughs> that whole thing was really fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she keeps like she keeps calling Dr. Strange, Dr. Spooky, because that's how Tony introduced him. I think that's <laughs> really good. Uh, it's got a lot of good little touches and moments. I've. I'm enjoying it immensely. And Mm -hmm. my only thing is I kind of wish they was less story, even though I'm liking it because it's like you finish a battle. Okay. Now do a bunch of story shit for 20 minutes and then we'll give you another battle. It's like, can I just do a couple battles in a row? Cause that's actually really fun. Yeah. It's uh, it's so it's just right now. Like you, what you have to do is you have to get through the venom like Mm -hmm. encounter. And then there, I think there's maybe like, like there's maybe two or three missions past venom and then they basically are just like okay here here's your table with like your missions mm-hmm. and you can go and do that like whenever you want like there's like a whole bunch of side missions and then there's story missions but like if you want to stay and do all the story stuff like you can stay and do all the story stuff if you just want to skip that and go like hit the table like every single time and just go to the next mission yeah. you can do that too okay um so you just have i think like once you like once you're like three missions past the Venom mission, like it, it basically opens up and lets you kind of, you know, do whatever you want to do. I, I did like when you got back from your first fight with Venom and well, and it's funny because you win and then you get back and everyone's like, well, that went horribly. And I'm like, but I won. I don't. What? OK, <laughs> sure. I guess it went bad. Uh, and then it's like the, your room tutorial at that point. Like you do mm-hmm. the, you know, the node and the present and the poster on the or the picture on the wall and all that stuff and then it's like well okay well here's your tutorial about how to buy a new outfit and you go from like 
you know, centuries old battle garb to like jeans and a long sleeve t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why would she wear this? Like, she doesn't even know what this is. <laughs> you know, just hilarious. But the animation though, like the, am I right with the animation is like, it's a little janky. Like it is, it is, but they, I, it's weirdly forgivable though, because it's like the type of game it is. Mm-hmm. If it was a character action game, yeah, it would be like inexcusable. But somehow, because of this like pseudo RPG that it is, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I some of those cutscenes get a little rough. <laughs> I will yeah. say that. Did you uh, now? Did you download the Deadpool DLC for it? I have not. I so uh, from what I've heard is if you download, if you've already beaten the game and you download it, uh-huh. um, there's like five extra missions that you do. And mm-hmm. then, you know, pretty much uh, the end game after you do like the final mission and you complete the story, it basically just repopulates the map with like five missions at a time, like for okay. you to do. So, I mean, it doesn't get stale because there's more stuff. But like if you get Deadpool in the beginning of the game, like you mm-hmm. can do his five missions, but then you also have them throughout the whole game. So oh, like, okay. if you want to keep him and use him in your party, then, you know, that's the the more efficient way to do it, because then you can use him for the majority of the game. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Might play a little more and see if that's something I actually want to spend money on. Mm. But yeah, Steam had a sale over the week where I was able to get it for essentially 35 bucks. Nice. So once I saw that was like half price, I was like, yeah, OK, I'll buy that. That's yeah, fine. that's worth it. They also, I also bought uh, Wolfenstein New Colossus. It was, <laughs> it was five bucks, and I Dude, it's, it's, it's free on. Um, isn't it? Isn't it with games with gold right now? Can't you get it for yeah, free? But I can't play gold. that on my Steam Deck, baby. Mm. So, Elitist. if it's not if it's not Steam Deck, I, I ain't having it. <laughs> isn't wait? Isn't New Colossus is the first one? No, that's the second one. Second one's New Colossus. So the, the worst one, right? Like that's the one that you were complaining about with the hitbox not being like, <gasps> or the not the hitbox, the uh, the indicator of where you're getting shot from was more frustrating in that one, right? Like it's harder. Yes, to- yes, but that story, dude. Oh my god, that's just <laughs> the most batshit insane thing. Like <laughs> your head gets chopped off, and you live and play the rest of the game after your head gets chopped off, shit. Like, come on. <laughs> I know, dude, like that's like the one game that like I want to go back and play like just because of the sheer craziness of the story. Um, And for some reason, I just never pull the trigger because I don't know, I'm a sucker for like trying games that have been out and re-released by Nintendo. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. looking at you, Metroid Prime. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of games that uh, two of us have played and one of us hasn't, uh, what have you been playing, Shane? Mm, Fire Emblem. Uh, uh, I'm just, uh, you know, after being shamed last week for playing other games other than Fire Emblem uh, by Justin, uh, I've made a conservative effort to just, uh, or concerted effort to just focus and buckle down and play one game. So I'm uh, on chapter 18, going into chapter 18 on that game. I know there's like 24 chapters. So I'm hoping uh, to be done with the majority of it by the time Justin comes out on Friday. I just want to say, I didn't mean to bully you, Shannon. I'm, <laughs> I'm very proud of you for, you know, getting as far as you have in fire. It's just, I didn't want to see you get halfway through another fire emblem and put it on the shelf. <laughs> I know, I know. But the good thing about this one is it's not as daunting as three houses, like three houses. I felt like 
like if you put that game down and then picked it back up like a month later, you had no idea like where you were in the calendar, what you were doing at the school, like who you're prepping for battle. Like this one is more like streamlined. So basically like, you know, you basically do your fight and then you can either choose to go back to your hub world and like power up your characters or you can go back and just keep fighting like mini missions to get like money or supplies or whatever. So essentially what I'm doing right now is I'm just trying to muscle through the story, um, you know, because I want Justin to be proud of me. Uh, so, uh, you know, I've been I've been going through that, but uh, I changed. Um, what was it? The thief lady i changed her class mm-hmm. to a sword master um okay. so she like still wrecks face um because it has like the highest um d- luck or dodge um she's like at 20 i think right now without any buffs um so i'm hoping to get that up more but like dude she'll take down like four people like in like in one like round which is ridiculous um I'm trying to think. Um, I don't basically I haven't used any of my anybody from Fierne and anybody from like the first area, like they're garbage. Like I don't even like worry about them anymore. So it's basically like the prince and the and the sister from the desert mm-hmm. um are in my troop. Um I still have um I should take that back. Louis I still use because he's like a beast. And then um and then basically it's like um the girl with the pink hair, like the from with like the pink heart hair. Yeah, the Pegasus Rider chick. Yeah, the, like the so, sister of Ivy. Ivy yeah, sister. so her so her guards, like the the chick with the lance and the uh the wyvern rider, mm-hmm. like I use them, but I don't yeah. use Bridget. I think Bridget is her name. I don't know. But yeah, it's like getting to the end and like I just kind of want to like get everybody's uh, master level up to like 20 um, with the with the rings like everybody that they're using I try to get them like mastered up as as high as I can go so that's where I'm at just trying to muscle through that game well all right then good times mm-hmm. good times mm-hmm. no pressure uh, <laughs> no pressure at all <laughs> um, well is it time for the sirens, gentlemen? Let's get into this freaking spoiler zone. I got so much to say about this divisive Marvel movie. Yes. All right. So all three of us have seen Quantumania. Dun, dun, dun. Which, by the way, I think is only it's only happened twice in all of our episodes of recording. Have we ever all seen the same? Like, this is the second time. Yeah. There's only been one other time that we've all seen the same movie in the same weekend. What was the first one? I don't know. Justin uh, might know. Justin, do you know? It's the same. Was it a Mar? Are, are you talking about just Marvel? I'm just saying any movie in general. I think like I, I, I would hate to say that it was the Sonic Head the Hedgehog movie that we all saw at the same time, but um, I, I want to say there was one uh, one movie that we watched all at the same time, like all in the same weekend. If you guys are listening and you know what movie it is that we all saw at the same time, why don't you throw it in the comments (laughs) in the Discord? Let us know, because I don't think between the three of us we can even remember what the hell we saw last week, let alone what movie. Fair, fair. But we did see Quantumania. Mm -hmm. So, uh, gentlemen, your thoughts. Justin, I'll start with you. You saw it first. How did you exit the... Exiting the theater, what did you think? I... I and so I actually went in not with 
incredibly high hopes, you know, mm-hmm. but I went in, I like the Ant-Man movies. Like Ant-Man yeah. is of the like not original Avengers. He's been like movie wise, one of the most consistent of being good. So I had high hopes and, you know, with Kang, Kang looked Jonathan majors or whatever. And Loki was amazing. So, you know, I had really good expectations for it. And I actually walked away really liking the movie. I honestly thought, like, I liked it more than uh, Love and Thunder. And I liked it yeah. more, I think, than... I I would say I liked it more than Wakanda Forever, just in the sense, like, I think I would watch this over those two movies again. Just in terms of, like, Wakanda Forever has really amazing parts in it, mm-hmm. but it's also incredibly long. Yeah. Not to say that this isn't long, but Black Panther, I feel like, feels longer in a lot of parts than this seemed to go by a lot quicker. I think this this movie was more fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and <laughs> I thought it had some really great uh, parts. And like, I I like the aliens, um, like the little planet and stuff. Like the, the guy is like, "You have holes," and he's yeah. so excited. <laughs> like a lot of the little quirky characters were a lot of fun. Um, I did like the fact that we kind of went full circle with ants. I thought that was mm-hmm. funny where the planet doesn't have ants. He's like, everyone kept bringing up ants and then ants are what saved the day at the end. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty great. Um, I, <laughs> I did like the, uh, the void scene and stuff with the Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, it looked like ants, like get he's mm-hmm. ant man and mm-hmm. it looks like ants. <laughs> um, that was good. I, Kang, um, uh, <laughs> had some very big uh, reverse flash energy in my yeah. eyes where, and some of those scenes where she's like, you know, Oh, uh, like, what are you going to do now? Everybody's like, when I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, dude, that's some like baller ass shit right there. I love it. Um, he was genuinely like menacing in a lot of parts and just did not give a shit. Um, I was, I was really hoping he wasn't going to die or whatever. Like, I don't know if he's actually dead, mind you. But, you know, I was hoping he would basically win is kind of mm-hmm. what I was expecting to happen just because how big of a threat he is and how big of a player, which, you know, there's obviously a million Kang, a million multiversal Kangs or whatever. So, you know, they can kind of do whatever. But, I mean, Marvel's been three for three with the villains the last movies. I mean, yeah. between Kang... Gore the God Butcher and um, Namor. Like, yeah. I think they've been doing a really good job with their villains. My only complaint with them is I wish they were in the movie more. <laughs> like, give me more of that. Like, the fact that they wouldn't even speak King's name until halfway through the movie and stuff. I'm like, dude, build, like, they did a mm-hmm. good job building him up. Like, I will For give sure. them that. But I was like, man, dude, I want to see, give me more King. Like, show me more of him just wrecking fucking house. That's what I want to see. Shannon, your thoughts leaving the theater? So I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I think in the in this phase of Marvel movies, it's probably one of my top. Like it's probably my top one. Uh, Next to like Shang Chi is good, but I think this one kind of was more of my in my wheelhouse. Um, I like um, 
you know, the Scott Lang character, like, you know, his, the whole intro where he's just like walking down. He's like, mm-hmm. kind of like tell, <laughs> let me tell you about what's going on in my life. My life's weird. Like I do this, I do that. And like, he's walking around and he's like so chipper and cheery about like everything that's going on in his, in his life. Um, you know, and it's, um, you know, the, the, qualms i have are you know basically kind of similar to like what justin said like this kang like was terrifying because he was so calm but at the same time he would like lose it for just like a second or two at a time and like you could see like just that ruthless person like that conqueror like actually come out right that's what made him terrifying it's like you could just tell that he was he was just like one bad move away from like just becoming like a menace to everybody um and he was powerful um i liked his demeanor like the whole time like when he was talking to you it was kind of like you're a petulant child and like mm-hmm. he just kind of had to deal with you and like that villainy is just what you know you can tell just the way he was on the screen the way he carried himself that this dude was not somebody you wanted to fuck around and find out with right yeah. like you were gonna find out the hard way and it was not gonna be fun for you and, and um, you might find out anyway even if you didn't fuck around like you yeah. might still find out yeah like and modok and like modok like uh, he MODOK. was so he was so weird like the first time modok take takes the mask off and you're just like oh dude like yeah. It just like photoshopped a stretchy face and they're like, what kind of filter is that? Like, wait for that to show up on Snapchat. But like, um, I think MODOK was like probably like the like the the worst character, like for me, like in some ways, just because like aesthetically, right? Like Mm -hmm. they should have just kept it as a robot and just had his like he could have been like Robocop, right? He could have just had his consciousness, his brain in there, right? Didn't need to have like do it more like, you know, Krang where it's just a little screen with his face on it or Mm -hmm. something. But yeah. But yeah. um, I I feel like some of his comedic moments at the end kind of fell flat um, Mm -hmm. just because he was like a jerk throughout like the majority of the movie. And then he does one good thing and wants to be an Avenger. Like, you know, it's kind of like, it was kind of a, a, like a weird moment. Um, But I love the characters overall, like the flashlight head dude, like with the laser like Mm -hmm. thing, like that dude was rad. Like the jelly dude was cool. He was like, you know, thanks for drinking me like you can understand this now like i was like that was kind of funny when he got holes and all of a sudden he was just like a beast mode like out yeah. there on like the battlefield that was funny that I, mean, was- I love the telepath is like i didn't know he could do that I know. <laughs> leader kick was like super dope like she was cool like she was like um out there kicking ass taking names the telepath mm-hmm. dude was hella funny like that whole dialogue between him uh, between Ant-Man and him, like in the beginning was just had me dying in the theater. Yeah. Like, was, like, I think your golden head's cool. And he's like, no, you don't. He's like, I, I know. I just kind of said that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I said that. Um, but you know, why didn't Michelle Pfeiffer's character, like just kind of do like, let's do the walk and talk and we'll kind of catch you up on who Kang is. Um, that, that part got a little old for me as well yeah. when it was just like, we are an hour plus into this movie and we're still asking what the hell is go. What did you do in the quantum realm? Who is after us? What is going? And she's just like, we just got to keep going. It's like, bitch drop like four lines. Like, yeah, no, Walk and talk. Walk and, like, yeah. I mean, she, she tells you to shut up and walk. And then, like, Hank Pym can't stop but, like, narrate, like, his whole, like, consciousness yeah. about the quantum realm. We're like, dude, like, you're going to give us all this exposition on his side, but you're not going to fill us in on anything that's right. going on plot-wise. Um, and that's, you know, that, that was, like, one of the issues. But Bill Murray making a cameo was pretty funny. Um, mm-hmm. like, you know, when he pops into the screen, you're just like, 
damn, everybody's trying to get this Marvel team, right. like, you know, going. But uh, I mean, all in all, like I liked it. And I was like, you know, Justin, like you said, like I was bummed um, when, you know, this Kang got like sucked into like the battery, you know, you're like, okay, like there's a chance he can come back. Like it doesn't really seem like, you know, Marvel has a tendency to kill these people off. But I didn't like any of the other versions I saw in the bonus episode, like, you know, all the other like the, the three big bad like Kangs, like they all just they didn't strike a chord with me like the way the way this guy did. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and. It's also this guy was the one all of them are scared of. Mm-hmm. And it looked like they might not necessarily believe he's dead either. Because, you know, I forget. They all, like it's the Egyptian ones, Rama Tut. I forget. I forget what the other two's like. The other two have been in comic books and have proper character names. I for, mm-hmm. I'm just blanking on them right now. But the, uh, you know, they're like, oh, but we didn't kill him. Thing. And so like, well, we called everyone here who all of us. And it's just a whole stadium full of Kangs basically. And like all these different permeations. And the, the thing about that is like, why, why would you do that? If you, if you weren't still afraid of like Kang prime out there. And so that's, that was my whole thing is like, I, I bet you, I bet you were not done with prime Kang. And all. that's, that's the other thing is which Kang is it in Loki? Is That's also a-, a good question. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause in Loki season one, it was God, what was the name they gave him? The one, the one he who, who remains. remains, he who remains. Um, and then I forget the, the one that we saw at the end or whatever of this one, I forget he has a name, but cause I asked, I asked experts of the mm-hmm. comic why is it like, okay, well what? And their entire thing was basically for what Marvel's doing, they're making it seem like they're basically Kangs from multiverses, different timelines, whatever, where in the comic wise, all these people exist, but it's the same person just throughout yeah. time because Kang's a time traveler. So he is the Pharaoh. He is this, like he was a child and did whatever and so he became whatever and then eventually becomes a mortis or whatever Mm -hmm. and that they're all just him though where now they're doing like the branching timelines and where so they're making it like they're not all just this one person they're like variations if you will of kang so oh go ahead no go ahead finish this train of thought because mine is a different pivot well I do think it's very interesting, though, that this is twice now with two Kang variants where they both have given the same warning, which is like, if I go, everything gets destroyed. All of this ends and it ends horribly if I go. You know, he who remains said that and then Sophie stabs him and then uh, Kang says this and Scott kills him. And Scott at the end of the movie is like, what if he was right? What if I really messed this all up? It'll all be fine. Yeah, um, that was my favorite part of probably the entire movie. The, doing the walk, he's like, dude, dude. He's like, wait, didn't that guy say that if he didn't get out, that we were all gonna die? And he's like, did I just fuck everything up? Yeah. And he's like, nah, it's probably fine. It just yeah, but they, they didn't give him any opportunity to really like. I mean, like he was a bad guy, right? Like he was oh, yeah. gonna, like he was gonna mess up like their whole timeline. Uh, so it was just kind of like you cut off your nose despite your face, but like, you know, at the same time, who knows what's coming down the pipe for us now? 
Um, well, and that is the thing is he was going to fix quote unquote, fix everything by murdering every variant timeline. That's mm-hmm. how he was going to fix it. And you know, that's, that's some evil shit. That's some real bad stuff, but, uh, but, but it would be fixed, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, it, I thought Jonathan majors was, it was the first time in a long time in Marvel when you get a performance like that and you're like, Oh, right. Full on movie star. Mm-hmm. Got it. Like that was like some Robert Downey Jr. Levels of like, Oh, there's a movie star on the screen. I need mm-hmm. to pay attention. Okay. Right? So let me ask you this right now out of all the villains, all the Marvel villains, mm-hmm. where does he stack up? Which how mm-hmm. in the, in the after level one movie. Yeah. After one movie, just after the initial performance. I mean, you could go off of, Thanos's first performance sure. like you can go off of everybody's first, like if you're just knocking out people's first performance like uh, God I mean Killmonger's up there I would mm-hmm. put Killmonger Killmonger's probably a top three guy Jeez. Uh, see that was that's the problem they're having right now though the villains are so much better than the heroes mm-hmm like Gore the God Butcher, he was in a different movie. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I was going to say, honestly, in terms of like most intimidating, I would almost say Gore's number one. And like, he was genuinely terrifying. <laughs> like you would not, I did not want to be a kid in the cage with him. Yeah. yeah but I mean, like for the five minutes he was on the screen, yes, he was genuinely terrifying. But like, I mean, does the shortened amount of time that he was on the screen, like factor into your, well, it, it does because it's like, that that was like the scene with him. Like you only got like maybe five more minutes past yeah. that, like with him. I mean, so. Namor was so good. Like Namor was excellent. I I would have to get a list of like because because I, I mean the best one number one with a bullet is Loki, but he's not a villain anymore. Mm-hmm. But he was the best villain right up until the end there. Um. Cause like Red Skull, no, I wouldn't no. put Red Skull up there. Uh, going through, I'm, I'm like going through the final. You got, the Ult, you got Ultron, tonight. who's probably towards the bottom of the list. <sighs> see, oh. see, uh, mm, I'm sorry. When he comes out in the broken Ultron body at first with the no strings on me part, that's creepy as hell. Like <laughs> that is some top tier. <laughs> horrific um, shit i would also say uh dr strange like Dormammu. oh that's that's low that's low come on that's that's malik the dark elf shit right there like, <laughs> what are we doing? dude do not say do not <laughs> diss that boy that low um, uh hella's up there hella she's definitely up there ragnarok's uh villain um what about uh ego ego's pretty good kurt russell kurt russell mm-hmm. brings it it's pretty good. Uh, but like Ro- Ronan, nah. Nah. Uh, I mean, maybe. I, I, You know, I'd probably put him in the top five now that we're going through it mm-hmm. all. Like, because you know what it is? And, and Justin hit on it originally. It's that. Actually, Shannon, I think it was you. Sorry. But it's that where where it's all right under the surface and it can explode at any time. And it's when you first see it, 
when they fix the uh, the multiversal drive for the first time, and he's like, "All right, let's go," but she sees all the horrible shit he did, um, and backs up, and he's like, "I made you a promise. I'm going to take you home," and she's like, I, and it starts freaking out, and he does the like, "Get in the car." Like type thing. And it's like, you see it right there for the first time. And you're like, oh, oh, shit. Like, what was that? Like, I haven't seen that before. And, and but then he instantly like pulls it back and keeps going very calm. And, but it's that one mini little explosion completely disarms you or completely like heightens your defenses, like mm-hmm. completely like throws, throws up every wall you have just because it's like, oh shit. Like, I, what, who is this guy? And, and that's the power of his acting like that makes it so good is in that moment. Like we all know people kind of like that, that right underneath that surface level is like a fucking monster. And I mean, maybe not to this level, but like you all kind of, we all kind of have that experience in our lives. And so you see it and it you're instantly like pulling everything back going, Oh shit, this is going to be real bad. And, and that delivery just sold it so well, like right from that moment on, you know, that this guy is just that dude, like he's, he's not to be trifled with. He's going to be fucking up everything you have. If you do cross him and, and yeah, I thought it was an exceptional performance. Like it was just so good. Mm. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Good movie. I get it. I give it a thumbs up, like a solid thumbs up. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's the thing is, and we were talking about on the discord a little bit. I think part of the, the negative problem Marvel's having right now, a, there's like an insane amount of oversaturation Mm -hmm. with Marvel, but also everyone's expecting every movie to be fucking in game or infinity war. Mm. And out of 22 movies, there were like, five that were that good you know and like people people forget there was a lot of mid-tier movies in Mm -hmm. that in that run and they can't all be bangers and if this is where we're officially starting this whole thing now i feel a lot better about mcu going forward like i feel like they they threw a bunch of shit at the wall to see what sticks for like three years it turns out the walls were coated in Teflon. None of that shit stuck. And they were like, okay, let's get back to bread and butter. Let's get to the big villain. Let's get to characters people know. And let's go forward. And and I think it's a good first step. I mean, they tried to pull off some big moments. Like, you know, when Hank Pym shows up with the ants. I mean, Which that was... Rad. Yeah, I mean, that, that kind of reeked of, like, some, you know, endgame, like, kind of stuff. You know, where, like, you know, you have the, the troops coming in to kind of like pull things together. Um, but I think they also kind of, you know, I think they kind of did themselves a disservice by not having anything really, there were no stakes, right? Like I was kind of expecting in this one, like Hank Pym to like, you know, be lost in the quantum realm. Like somebody was going to have to make a sacrifice to Mm -hmm. get, like this wasn't going to be one of those easy battles. Like, you know, Kang was going to lose, but he was going to lose at the cost of something great, right? Like somebody was going to have to sacrifice. And like, you know, when you get to that point in the movie where like everybody's jumping back through the bridge to get yeah. back into their their lab, you know, and uh, Scott Lang gets 
you know, is is there to kind of, you know, hold down the fort while everybody's escaping. Um, you're kind of like, OK, well, this is going to be it, right? Like, this is going to be the trade off. Like he says, I, I you know, 100 percent thought that, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's and what so I and, and, and like and then like they balked on it. Right. They were like, oh, well, we can't really do that. Can we like. And then, like, they, you know, walking it back, they're like, okay, well, like, I mean, every single one of those people that's out there can build, like, a quantum device that will that would get him out, right? So it's not like it's a huge sacrifice mm-hmm. to save him uh, or to keep him there. Um, so, like, you know, stuff would have to really go sideways. Like, I mean, you would have to probably take out, like, Hank Pym. Uh, Scott Lang would have to be stuck down there. Um, you know, uh, the Wasp would have to be... St- like you know stuck down there or like severely injured when she gets back like it that's a totally different movie like a totally different tonal shift at the end of that movie so like i understand why they kind of ended it the way that they did um but i just feel like you know there should have been more at stake i just don't i feel like there wasn't enough at stake at the end of that movie dude i will say though that would have been hilarious if uh Scott and her did get stuck in the quantum realm, and instead of the the ending of him walking down the street back in like New York or whatever, it was him in the quantum realm redoing yeah. that opening scene. But it's all aliens and shit instead. Now he's like, "Yeah, this is my life," and he's like, "Hey, guy," and it's like, "Glorper, glorper," but he's like, "Yeah, yeah I don't know what you're saying, but yeah, let's go, man." It's just and living his life down there now. See, when when Hope came back through the portal to stop Kang from going through it, I thought that was going to be. Hank and uh, I'm blanking on Michelle Pfeiffer's character's name right now. Was it now. Jen- Jenny? Jenny? <sighs> no. Janet? I don't remember. Um, anyway. anyway, I thought it was going to be them and they mm-hmm. were going to stay as a way to kind of sunset Hank Pym as a character. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, yeah, I did feel like it was kind of weird that they just all ended up back in San Francisco. Everything's good. Because I didn't see that coming. Uh, it made me a little hope more hopeful for Guardians, but I'm not holding that <laughs> hope too high. Um, but yeah, I I think the other problem they, they did, they made Kang too powerful to get beat up by Scott Lang. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I didn't believe that Scott Lang could even have a puncher's chance in that fight let alone hold him off long enough to blow up his, his drive. So he was stuck there. Um, no, like I just saw this dude vaporize <laughs> dozens of people with blasts that all of a sudden didn't vaporize Scott. <laughs> I know. Right. And I was like, what? How shouldn't that put a hole right through his chest? Like, I don't understand how he's just because he's big. He ran out of juice, all right? Like, you know, it takes a lot to vaporize people. Yeah. Like, you know, his batteries were on low, so they were just kind of set to yeah. stun at that it's point. Duracell commercial. <laughs> the, the other thing that Marvel really needs to stop doing is, okay, so we've got Cassie, right? Who they're setting up to be stature. Like, the next, the next young Avenger that they're not making, but they're totally making the young Avengers. Because they're introducing a new one in every fucking movie, right? Um, they need to stop having whoever is going to get handed the mantle next beat up the second tier bullshit villain. It happens in every movie. Like it's like all of a sudden she's one-on-one with MODOK and it's like, yeah, who cares? Like throw some real stakes. Like, why isn't she fighting Kang? 
like, guess what? Cassie wins. I know this when the fight starts. Like, who who gives a shit? You know? Well, she does go up against Kang, and she gets she gets like beat down like first punch. Right? Yeah, like, and she should. Yeah. Like that's how that fight ends. But <laughs> but still, it's like they they they've done it over and over again, where they just break off the side character fighting the B tier villain or D tier in this case villain, and and they're gonna win, and you're gonna be like, well. Cassie really knows what she's doing now. And it's like, okay, I guess like that. That doesn't give her any more cred to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to understand. She's a child genius and figured out the quantum mm. thing to go into the realm. And, but yet also she like didn't use her suit to save herself when she was falling. She was just hoping that her dad was going to do that. And then like, you know, she waits until like the most opportune time to actually show that she still has her suit. Yeah. And also, like, how is it that Kang can, like, you know, totally obliterate, like, people, but, like, ants just basically give them a hard time? Like, apparently, like... Well, you that, know, that, that, I think, was the zombie horde thing. He couldn't mm-hmm. get all of them. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, there were literally a million ants flooding the city. And they I were think, smart ants. Yeah. With, with fucking laser beams on their heads, like Dr. Evil shit. You know? I mean, come on. There was many too which is pretty cool i did enjoy that how the ants basically evolved like forty thousand generations in a day <laughs> because they went into some weird pocket dimension or something i was yeah, like i i did uh, see people complaining about that too remember they were like why did these ants get like launched back so differently where like scott and them just ended up in like some other weird like thing but they got launched back like millions of years in the past or whatever yeah but i liked how uh how they just hand waved that. They're like, oh yeah, ants. It's fine. They're smart now. Built a whole built a whole socialist civilization down there. It's great. Um but yeah, I all in all, I it was an Ant Man movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like if anything, some of the the negativity I would feel on this movie was that it was almost too serious to be an Ant Man movie. <laughs> but I feel like they needed existing characters that people already know that people really like to ground this new villain. Mm-hmm. You know, if Kang shows up in Shang-Chi, you're like, okay, I don't know who Shang-Chi is. Why, why do I give a shit? But like, mm-hmm. you know, Ant-Man, I mean, hell, the movie told you multiple times he saved the world. You know? Yeah. I mean, not to mention like there's a certain level of, comedy that comes along with ant-man that like lightens like certain moments like every time somebody in ant-man saw modok for the first time like they had like a riff like a riff off like of how wow this dude looked um and like nobody ever let him get his full story out everybody just like cut him off like with their own like little insults like Like, look at your little baby feet (laughs) (laughs) hank pym jesus christ what happened to you I mean, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's kind of what you need, because like it balances out the weight of this guy like this yeah. guy, like he absorbs like every ounce of like tension. Right. When like he's on the screen, like when he's there, like the whole tone of the movie shifts, like you could feel that with his just his acting. Oh, he um, su- sucks all the oxygen out of the room. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you definitely need to have somebody that balances that with some levity, and I think Ant-Man does a good job of that. Like, Shang-Chi is, like, it doesn't it doesn't have that same 
gravity around it, right? It doesn't like because he's an unknown, right? Like nobody mm-hmm. really knows what to do with him yet. Like this was his origin story. Like you got to get that out of the way, and then you can start kind of grooming the guy for what you want him to be. Um, but Ant Man, like you said, he's established. Um, yeah. People know what he what he what he is, what he stands for, and uh, he's kind of, he's like comfort food in that movie. Of and, you know, and arguably this is the most heroic he's ever been. Like he was getting the teetotal shit kicked out of him, but he was doing everything he could to keep that fight going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I kind of expected like him to drop that line of like, you know, because in the beginning, you know, his daughter, you know, is getting grilled about being in jail and like, she's like, well, what are you fighting for? You're doing nothing. Yeah. Like you're an Avenger and you're selling books. Watch Um, out for the little guy. Yeah. (laughs) Great book title. Yeah, I expected him to be like, you know, at the end, like to throw that back up. This is like the thing that I'm fighting for. I'm fighting for you. I'm fighting for the world. I'm, you know, I'm waiting for that like moment and just never came. But I don't know. I don't have to win as long as we both lose was a pretty good line though. Yeah. It's pretty pretty banger of a line. Next book. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think Kind of tapping into what we were talking about, though, I think that's part of the MCU problem is all of their heroes are characters. No, like my my wife brought this up afterwards, where she was like, "It was so great to see characters I know again and like be invested in and all that stuff." Because she's like, "All these characters Marvel's rolling out, I don't know who they are. You do because you've read comic books, but I have no idea who any of these characters are. It might as well be DC characters. Like I don't even care." You know, and it's it's one of those things where I never thought about it. It's, you know, she was because Disney has come out and said they're basically scaling way back on Disney Plus stuff and uh, the release schedules and all that thing, because their their line was to give everything room to breathe. But I think the reality is they know they're killing their own brand with oversaturation. And, you know, like is the echo show ever coming out who the hell knows mostly who the hell's echo no one knows like people that really like daredevil know and that's about the end of the list so um and it's one of those things where i think they their their big disconnect right now is none of their heroes they've introduced have hit at all you know i would argue basically shang chi is the one, but like, is anyone excited for Falcon as Captain America? You know, like, is anyone like, is anyone excited as Shuri as the black Panther even, you know, like it's one of those things like Moon Knight might as well not even exist. (laughs) You know, people have forgotten, like people have written that off as fast as they wrote off the Eternals. And it's, you know, it's just none of this stuff one off. They're not going to continue it anymore. So there's no reason to like be invested in that series. But also even the one that hit, which was Shang-Chi. Guess what? He's been in fuck all since that movie. Like, that's the other part I don't understand. Because it's like when when you dropped Iron Man, like say you're running the same playbook back, right? You drop Iron Man. Iron Man suddenly showing up in fucking everything. Right? Like, it's the Avengers initiative. He's pulling another team together. Like, you're getting stingers with Iron Man and and Captain America and all these characters as they're getting introduced. You know, Thor's hammer shows up at the end of Captain America and all these, you know, all these things. Where now it's like, why isn't Shang-Chi in this? Like, he could have been in Black Panther. 
You could have had him show up in Rag. You, you could have had him show up in Love and Thunder, in something, in some capacity. You know, like you could have. And there's just nothing. And it's weird to me that they've introduced characters that they've done literally nothing with. There's been no crossovers at all. It's just get to the next one, get to the next one, get to the next one. And meanwhile, it's been four years, three years since Shang-Chi came out. And how has he not been in any property since then? Well, yeah, it's like, how hard would it be at the end of Black Panther? Be like, do we have a breach in Wakanda? We don't know how they got past the wall. And it's the wizard portal. And it's like Shang-Chi and he's like, I need to talk to who's in charge. Yeah, totally. Like we, we need to talk like but, something I mean, serious is happening. You know, yeah, I kind of feel though that that kind of, it, they were waiting for that for quantum mania. Right. Cause like they didn't have a villain in mind for Shang-Chi. They didn't have a villain in mind for a lot of those other movies in the early like span of this, of this phase right mm-hmm. now they have a villain now they have kang now they know the are the, the direction that they're gonna go so like you know now you can start grooming all of your other your, your other characters i don't know who, what characters you're gonna have that are can carry that mantle like i mean like iron man uh captain america like spider-man those were all like staples right like those yeah. were all superheroes everybody knew like who do you have now like who is gonna be like phase two like against kang the conqueror like ant-man ant-man's gonna be freaking like 60 by the time we get around to uh kang you know, dynasty yeah and yeah the kang battle like so like who is it who's gonna who's gonna be those those people like you know the ant-man adjacent you know stature or like mm-hmm. uh shang chi or agent 23 or you know i don't know vision bring yeah. vision back yeah white vision Again, where the hell are these people? It's been, you know, it's weird to me that, or it's been a running gag with us, but like they've been introducing a young Avenger in every single property. Where's the team up? Where's any of them? I mean, we've gotten two things with Yelena and that's about it. How weird is that going to be to have an Avengers movie that's coming up? But we don't know what Avengers are going to be. in the movie. Exactly. <laughs> who, who is okay. Right now, who is an Avenger? So Spider-Man. Well, so Maybe. I mean, so I guess well, Captain Marvel like isn't really I guess like I guess technically she helps them, but yeah. I wouldn't say she really is one. But it's like you still have War Machine. Um, I guess have, I guess Thor is still there. Yeah, Sam is Captain. I, I think almost that's what they're almost waiting for is Sam to kind of I guess take the reins of yeah. reassembling the team. But it's like that movie doesn't come out forever. And it's like, why are you waiting? Like, there isn't going to be a stinger, I feel like, at the end of Guardians. Like, if you're waiting to do it for the Marvels, I'm like, who's going to go see that? Like, I don't even want to see that movie in general. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I mean, that movie got pushed back until November. So, I mean, like, who knows what that's going to do to the timeline of what they're But bringing. see, I also, it also wouldn't shock me to see stuff drop out either. Because I think they're going back to their two-a-year release schedule. Because, you know, they were trying to do three or four for a while, yeah. but I think, I think they're going back to two, two a year and probably two shows. And that's going to be it. And I think that's smart. It's, there was too much. There was too much and too much stuff that like didn't matter in any way. And I think the temperature of the room told them people just don't, people won't just watch anything we put up. They won't. 
Or they will, but they'll bitch about it. <laughs> well, it, a lot of people, it's like they just can't keep up with it. Like with the constant, like, you only yeah. have so much time. And it's like a lot of people didn't watch She-Hulk. And it's not even that She-Hulk was bad, but it's just like, dude, but then there's another show coming out in two months. And it's like, I don't have time for this, for House of Harkness and fucking Ironheart. And it's like, dude, like, I don't know what any of this shit is. Yeah. And it's just coming out and coming out. I haven't watched the last two seasons of this other thing. And it's like, so what am I going to do? And it's not that these are bad characters in any way, but I don't think the the level of actor they've gotten to play these characters is up. Is, they're not on the same level. They just aren't, you know? And, and you know, it's funny because we were talking, uh, my wife and I were talking about how, you know, in Love and Thunder, it was like you had Christian Bale just acting circles around everyone. And being the best part of that movie. And and she's like, yeah, but that happened in Ragnarok with like, you know, with Hela just being, uh, you know, with a Cape Blanchett just being way better of an actor than literally everyone in that movie and like out acting everyone in every scene she was in. And I'm like, yeah, but Ragnarok was like new. It was a whole new take on the character, whole new delivery. So you kind of didn't mind it. If anything, it, it added to it like the fun of the movie, but that those days are over now. And now you're just like, wow, Chris, Hemsworth can't really act all that well, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, or the moments, the moments he have are just way too far and few between. I mean, Chris Hemsworth acting was the least of love and thunder's problems, but, uh, not knowing what kind of movie it wanted to be was really the main problem. Um, but still it's like, you know, you're, Robert Downey Jr.'s or Chadwick Boseman's, you know, fucking Chris Evans of all people, like just aren't there anymore. And the people they've gotten to replace them just aren't on the same level so far. I mean, really, Shang-Chi's the only character I can think of where you came away from that being like, that was awesome. He was great. Like he hung with Tony Leung, who's a hell of an actor. Like that was really good course aquafina is bad so it made him look better but, <laughs> you know i don't know i don't know enough of my bitching i guess but <laughs> like i like how we've been talking about this thing the whole time and we haven't mentioned dr strange once <laughs> like yeah, screw that guy he just belongs out in the ether. i mean i love dr strange but it's i mean those... okay okay in the post end game rankings is, where is this one? Movies, movies. To me, it, like post Endgame, like it's probably one or two depending on my mood. But that's just me, yeah. right? Like, I uh, it's either Shang Chi or Quantumania depending on the mood that I'm in. If I want something that's a little bit more serious and action, like you know, pack, like mm-hmm. I may go with Shang Chi. But like if I want something that's lighthearted but like has like you know meat on that bone i'm gonna do quantum mania like wakanda forever was was all right like i think it got a lot more credit because it was like a send-off to chadwick boseman and people were afraid Mm -hmm. like really kind of land a punch on something that was sensitive to a lot of people but i think uh you know there were a lot of like tonal shifts in the in the black panther character that i didn't care for um you know like i think you know, you're expecting the Black Panther to be like somebody who 
is virtuous and will protect your, you know, your country, um, who, you know, does things above board. Um, but like when Riri goes into her trance and she sees, uh, what Killmonger like sitting there. Yeah. Um, and they have their conversation. She's like a totally different person. It wasn't Riri. It was Shuri, but yes. Or Shiri. Yeah. I mean, like she's like, whatever. She's like a totally different person when she comes out. Mm. Like, you know, she's like, she's like, she's, angry she's mean she's forcing people to do things they don't want to do um you know she's she's all about revenge like it isn't until like she like flambes like namor on the beach that like she has a change of heart um and even then it's like not that much of a change um you know it's just kind of a subtle adjustment that you know i don't think was enough to redeem that character um you know, and I think they try to correct that by putting in like uh, T'Challa's son at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to say like, "Hey, you know, this is kind of like a short-term solution." Like, eventually, <laughs> it's it's awful, but I kind of agree with you. Like, I left that going. Like, so they're gonna find some multiversal bullshit way to age him real fast, and he's gonna be the new Black Panther, right? Like, mm-hmm. Black Panther three, sure, he's gone, right? Right? Yeah, that's like when she's there, she's like laughing. I was like, is she laughing because she went through all this stuff and she's not going to be the Black Panther for that yeah. long? Or yeah. like, you know, is she actually happy that she's not alone in this world anymore and she has like family? Um, so, yeah, it's just uh, it, you know, and then the special effects in there, like there were a couple wonky scenes. Um, yeah. I think they did a lot of a better job in Quantumania, like putting it all together. Um, I, I will say Quantumania is the first one in a long time where the effects looked good. Because there were even, even in the movies I like, like Shang-Chi had some rough visual effect moments, you know? I mean, like you said, Wakanda Forever had some rough moments, but there weren't, there weren't any times outside of MODOK's face, which I think was on purpose because it was part of the joke, Mm -hmm. but there weren't any times where I just was like, whoa, that looks bad or that's super green screeny. Holy shit. You know, like, so, um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably put it one or two also, but mine would go between Wakanda Forever and, and Quantumania because I really liked Wakanda Forever. Uh, you know what movie just keeps slipping, though, for me? Is No Way Home. Doctor Strange? <laughs> no Way Home. Wait, like, what movie is that? What movie Spider-Man, is that? Spider-Man, No Way Home. The it three Spider- Yeah, Shit. I don't think I don't think Shannon saw it. <laughs> yeah. No, don't, don't, don't know what that movie is. It, you know, I mean... It was really cool seeing everything on on the screen, all the guys on the screen and all that. Like that was awesome and like bringing the the Sony villains back was really cool. But I think it was just kind of like a lot of a lot of spark and smoke and not a lot of substance at the end of the day. Somewhere Robbie's like crying his heart out right now. <laughs> Robbie is sending me an angrily worded text message. <laughs> but at least we can all agree the Eternals is still the worst. So, <laughs> Justin, where is it on your uh, on your list? Yeah, I would definitely say it's top three. Like for me, uh, Multiverse of Madness is probably my number one, just because I do love that movie. But I would probably honestly put Ant Man at like number two, and then Wakanda Forever at number three. It'd be like my top three. Yeah, I think I think we're all there. I mean, God, just the best fight in Shang Chi is so good, though. God damn it. That bus fight is so good. You can't put a movie so high up for one scene. Just appreciate it for what it is. 
Razor Fist disagrees. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we've got to beaten this one into the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to talk about one other Marvel property since we're here. Ooh. If you haven't checked it out on Disney Plus, it's called Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. It it's adorable. It's so fun. And it's so refreshing to have a Marvel property that like knows it's like it's geared for younger kids, but, and it's animated, but it's a really cool art style and it's just having fun. It's just a good time. Like there's a little girl, moon girl who lives in the lower East side of New York. And uh, I actually looked it up after that. Cause I didn't know anything about the character. Apparently she's the smartest person in the Marvel universe. Like that's like on record in the comics that she's like the smartest person, but like essentially she's trying to figure out like the power keeps going out and it's costing all these people. She knows their business and they're all losing their businesses and her family's about to lose their roller rink because the power keeps going out and they have no customers. And she finds out that there's a super villain in the area that's like sucking all the power out of everything. It's like basically like a human lightning bolt type thing. So she's trying to create a generator based off the writings of this one scientist to help with the power crisis and ends up creating a portal and through the portal steps through like a 30 foot tall T-Rex looking dinosaur with devil horns (laughs) that, uh, that she can like kind of commune with, but not really get a little bit like, it's kind of like understanding your dog, you know, but it's like that level. She can't really talk to it, but she kind of understands him. And the, the dinosaur becomes smitten with her. She's trying to like feed it and walk it and all this stuff. And like people in her neighborhood are like losing their shit because this T-Rex is walking down the street. But also it's like, New York that's gone through the Avengers bullshit. So like everyone's just kind of like, ah, it's a dinosaur. Okay. (laughs) Moving on with their day. Uh, But they decide to become superheroes to beat, uh, beat up this super villain and stop her. And it's just, it's funny. It's really fun. She has her, this one friend who kind of gloms onto her because the friend really wants to be an influencer really bad. So she starts filming everything moon girl does and like putting her own spin on it and for likes and all this stuff. It's, it's really cute. It's really fun. So other than being super smart, does moon girl have any other superhero? Super she makes a bunch of like tech stuff for herself, but yeah, no. so she's like Batman. So she doesn't have like, she has like a lot of cool gadgets, but she doesn't have yeah. any superpowers or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like she has like, she, she made like a super soaker that shoots like bubbles that can trap stuff in them. And like, she has her roller skates that are like super powered now and stuff like that. But she's still a little kid. So all her weapons are still like very kiddish and very like she makes a bunch of dumb mistakes like little kids would, you know, and stuff like that. They don't they don't give her too much. Like she is very much just trying to take care of her neighborhood with her huge dinosaur and trying to stop the dinosaur from eating everything. And it's it's really dumb and it's really fun. I highly recommend it. And if she's scanning down the street and she sees anybody holding cards, she automatically doubles all the cards in their hand and then yep. the dinosaur gets stronger. Yep. Yep. So that was the other thing that I thought was <laughs> hilarious was I only know these characters from Marvel snap. And <laughs> as soon as I saw the show, I'm like, Oh, Oh, these are actual like real characters. 
oh, okay, cool. Like, I want to watch this show. And so yeah. I did. And, it, and I'm happy I did. Like, it's really fun. My kids like it. So I recommend Good. it. But yes, that's what I've been watching. Justin. Uh, so I watched, um, there's a show on Netflix. I, I blasted through it this week, but it's called Physical 100. Mm. That, is that a Korean reality show? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It is 100 uh, Korean people competing to see who has the number one like best physique, whatever. And they have to go through these different quests and it slowly like eliminates people and stuff until there's only one left. Um, it's been airing weekly. So the finale is in like, I think three days or something like that. So I caught up just enough that now I have to wait three days to fucking finish it, which is annoying, (laughs) but I think it's really good. Like there's a, there's like a lot of, they have like a lot of like actual good, like people, like they're like Olympic athletes, a lot of MMA fighters. There's this one dude who's like 50 and he's an MMA fighter and they call him a uh, sexy Ama. And he almost looks like Korean Tony Stark. Like he wears a suit and he has the glasses and everything, but they're all the thing I like about it is unlike American reality shows, like everyone's like, you know, douchebags. It's all about, Oh, the drama and the fight and the personalities where these people actually respect each other. And, like, even when they, like, lose, like, they're not piss-poor sports, like, punching the ground. Like, fuck you, that should have been me. Like, uh, no, they're, like, shaking hands and, like, dude, it was, like, a pleasure to, like, go against you and stuff. So (laughs) I really like that aspect of it. And some of the challenges and stuff they have to do are insane. Um, And they have women, too. It's, like, men and women. And it's funny because some of the competitors, one of them wasn't an Arizona Diamondback in Uh 2011 but in like 2011 he got traded to like the korean baseball team so he's american and he's like speaking korean though on the show and it's hilarious because he looks like he's maybe only like as tall as me like he's like six three six four but compared to them he looks like he's like six (laughs) ten because most of the people are only like five foot eight five foot ten over there and he's like six three he's like towering over them so in some of the uh matches and stuff where there's almost like wrestling involved it's like one people his length plays such a huge part like he's like almost pushing them away with his like long ass legs and stuff compared to him. but it's really entertaining and i i like stuff like that like ultimate beast master stuff like that on netflix i like the physical competition like ninja warrior style kind of stuff and mm-hmm. this one is very entertaining so definitely recommend it all right well, gentlemen, do we have a show? We do. All right, Justin, why don't you take us on in for a landing? You know what, guys? Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Picks Life podcast. Yeah, did you guys see Ant-Man? I know there's been a lot of Ant-Man discussion going on in our uh, movies and trailers thread on Discord. So, you know, why don't you head on over there? Let us know what you thought of Ant-Man. If you thought it was good you thought the cgi looked like shit or you want to be one of those people shitting on it you know let us know you know what you thought and uh while you're at it why don't you head on over to spotify give your boys a review let us know what uh, how we're doing and uh zach if uh robbie was here what do you think robbie would say robbie would say hey guys go be great and ant-man was mid-tier
Oh no, Robbie uh, would never say. Yeah, that. Robbie's <laughs> like, bro, it was so good, man. Like I went and saw it with the missus down playing Hogwarts Legacy. I tell you what, <laughs> it was up there with Wonder Woman eighty four. <laughs> yeah, shoo wee, I recommend Wonder Woman eighty four. 